and we are live. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. This is Luke Radowski and Jason Burmis of WeAreChange.org here for our weekly news wrap-up show thingy that we don't have a name for. But today is March 9th, 2019, 4 p.m. Eastern, and we're going to be live here for the next hour answering your comments, your phone calls, your super chats. We're also going to be live on Facebook, on Periscope. The podcast of this episode will be available later on iTunes, but predominantly we're going to be talking to you guys here on our main YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash we are change. And by the way, me and Jason have been working triple, quadruple overtime this week uh, doing channels, uh, doing a backup channel. We have three videos per day that we've been doing this week on uh, youtube.com forward slash Luke. We are changed. Luke, we are changed. We got to change the name of that, Jason, uh, to something more uh, catchy. It's something easier to understand. They but got the custom URL, but I don't know what we could, you know what I mean? I'm always hesitant because every time you try to choose a custom URL, they want to add a number to it or some other kind of nonsense or somebody well, it steps depends in. If it's taken. If it's not taken, then, uh, then it's all fair game. But if it is taken, what's a good name? I have like a whole bunch of gear that, uh, do you know Justin Wallace? Yeah, I remember Justin. Justin, uh, he's awesome. He helped start a lot of the big Facebook pages. Awesome human being. He mailed me recently like a care package with uh, flags, with mugs. I have a whole bunch of T-shirts. How about we do like a little competition of like all the We Are Change swagger T-shirts, Cubs, flags, (laughs) everything that we have for the person who could think of a better name for our backup channel than just Luke, we are change. Uh, What do you think about that, Jason? Well, I'll tell you what, right now, since we're such an interactive group, I'm going to go into the community section of our page. I'm going to post to the community section. What should the live show name be? And everybody here, but the, the backup channel. Oh, the backup channel. All right. So yeah, yeah. Let's do that right now. Where's the community? People are telling me to go to Act 18. We're going to be talking about the Yellow Vest in just a little bit, guys. Lots to talk about. Lots of things happening in this world. But yeah, I think I think giving that opportunity to the um, uh, members, uh, I think, would be awesome. I think we should also do some random giveouts and giveaways to some of the members who keep us fully free and independent. Because, by the way, guys, uh, we're not corporate horse. <laughs> we're not shills for any political agenda meant to divide and conquer you. We're not going to lie to you to, of course, serve a bigger agenda out there. Our agenda is to tell the truth and have a good life and to be able to live a life of giving. And the best thing we could do is break down all the information, go to important locations, investigate what's happening, tell you what's happening on the ground, but most importantly, show you. And we do that because of your support. And that's why we're able to be in Somalia, in Venezuela. That's why we go to the French Yellow Vest Movement protest, as I reluctantly always go to, because it's not an easy thing to uh, get through. But uh, yeah, we're going to be doing more on the ground coverage. We did some on the ground coverage in Washington, D.C. this week as we were on the ground when Chelsea Manning was first heading into court. Uh, There's a video on our YouTube channel speaking with Chelsea Manning and also Ford Fisher, who's been there every day, who was there, who who um, interviewed and recorded Chelsea Manning right before she was arrested when she refused to testify. Now, Jason, it's been kind of a defensive issues with Chelsea Manning. A lot of people hating about the identity, playing identity politics, but I'm like, enough of that bullcrap. Stop with the identity politics. Uh, let's just get down to the bare bottom issues. And she has, I was going to say balls, but that's not the correct statement here. I was going to say she has huge, huge, uh, you know, uh, praise from a lot of people for standing up against the secret grand jury indictment system, which is an awful, awful system. And me and you, Jason, even had an argument where you were like, oh, man, she may snitch. And I'm like, don't say that, Jason. (laughs) Uh, Rightfully, there was a thumb that you made questioning that that I didn't look at that we put out there. I'm like, "Ah, no, don't put that out there. Uh, I should have been more careful. But uh, there was even a debate whether this would happen. And um, it didn't. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm I'm pretty shocked. I didn't think uh, that Manning would be able to hold up since we know PTSD developed after 23 of 24 hours a day, Luke, being put in solitary confinement. And now, you know, while, while in that confinement, at the very tail end, um, Manning began to transition. But now, obviously, the hormones are in. I, I just think it would be, and apparently I must be wrong, uh, more difficult for a female to go through that. And maybe that's my sexist opinion, but I think it's 
pretty apparent when you're pumping yourself full of estrogen, you're more emotional. Uh, props to Manning. You know what I mean? A, a lot of people want to crap. Like, the identity politics game makes me sick. But even worse than that, Luke, people that want to, you know, throw, you, you know, make fun of whatever she wants to be sexually. The people that are like, she's a traitor because she leaked this stuff are absolutely insane to me. Uh, maybe yeah, and then see- people who share that opinion is Donald Trump and Luis Mensch, the left-wing uh, crazy person conspiracy, an actual conspiracy theorist, not not the CIA term conspiracy, but an actual uh, just loon talking about this insane Russian collusion, and they all agree. Oh, we have some new members we should introduce here. And again, uh, you know, the whole identity politics, ignore that. What Chelsea did is absolutely selfless. I mean, just, just think about the psychological mental pressure of being in solitary confinement for years. And then again, being challenged on your principles and saying, I will do the right thing if I have to go back to jail and face that huge, tremendous pressure and stress. She will, and she is, and she might be in there for as long as 18 months, for as long as the proceedings go on to. So imagine 18 months, solitary confinement. Hopefully she doesn't get solitary confinement, Uh, but imagine if that's gonna be the case again, being incarcerated. Uh, in a very political court, because this is the same court system that just was uh, dealing with Paul Manafort, that was also dealing with other whistleblowers, uh, John Kuriaku, who were also punished for doing the right thing. And in my mind, in my opinion, Chelsea Manning did the right thing, uh, exposing videos and information about wars that the American public would never know if it wasn't for this person leaking that information to WikiLeaks, making WikiLeaks as prominent and as important as they are pretty much because of her. She pretty much put WikiLeaks on the map, the same WikiLeaks, which Donald Trump praised, but at the same time, he still somehow thinks Chelsea Manning should go to jail. That's officially what Trump thinks and has said publicly before, contradicting himself once again, very duplicitous president to say the least. Jason, anything else you want to say, or should we just go to uh, the members, the new members that have joined us uh, for the behind the scenes content? Yeah, uh, just one more point to make. If you didn't see the footage, the most famous footage that was leaked by Manning, it involved two Reuters reporters being ruthlessly gunned down by Apache gunfire without their knowledge. They would have never seen it. And a child being gunned gunned down. And the the, uh, agency never got a straight answer until these leaks on what happened to their journalists. So yeah, yeah, yeah. no there. one knew. No one knew what happened to these two very important journalists on the ground risking their life to tell the truth to people. And uh, it was because of WikiLeaks and Manning and because of the brave people willing to tell the they, truth that people were actually able to find out how their loved one died. Yeah. The loved ones died. I yeah. mean, Luke, they didn't risk their life. Jason. They gave their life, period. Like, that's the thing. They, like, it's over. Game over, guys. So if that's if the gravity of that is beyond you. I feel really sorry that you're really you're worried what, what, how Manning wants to be identified. Um, and Luke, let me just say this. You know, we recorded some videos earlier. You are looking stellar HD right now, my friend. I am? Yeah, you look Finally. great. You're looking so great. Guys, like, we, we uh, record these videos now, and we couldn't get, like, a 56K connection going earlier. I have four roommates, so uh, that could be uh, one answer. And uh, I, don't, I don't change nothing on my system, but uh, that's most likely is probably the case here. Again, guys, user-funded media, uh, your donations, your support, your super chats, your memberships allow us to be fully free and independent. It's not a very rich uh, lifestyle that we live. It's not a very uh, illustrious lifestyle that we live, but uh, we love doing this and we appreciate every cent, every dollar, every little bit counts. Even the $1 donations, the $5 donations, those kind of stand out to us more than ever because it's like, Wow, you know, it shows that, you know, people don't have much to give, but even just that little bit means so much and builds up together towards something mighty. And it's pretty much the whole story of uh, our independent media venture. Jason, before we get into other stuff, did you see the fake uh, Malia uh, (laughs) hashtag trending? Um, I guess we'll go right over to it. I don't really know much about it. Uh, I saw that you sent it to me. I just tweeted you. uh, Yeah, yeah, I saw what you sent me earlier, and here it is. We're scrolling right through the feed. (laughs) I sent you you a Facebook message with an important update. Now, oh, there's there's important updates. Does this involve our good friend Webster (laughs) Tarpley at all? 
Probably. <laughs> there, there's an image right now. Check, check, open up the Facebook message if you can and put it on the screen. I think that's the most important one here. But there's a conspiracy theory going on right now that uh, Malia, Malina is gone. Trump's wife is gone. And uh, she is replaced with someone fake. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's, that's literally trending right now um, as those images and photos are Is that are, supposed uh, to be Melania next to him? Yeah, people are saying that's uh, Melania. Wait, zoom in on that. Make that make that full screen if you can. Yeah, that's about. I mean, I'll be honest, guys. I can't go. Here we go. Get right in there. Uh, it doesn't look like her, but you know they use body doubles all the time, so that wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah, Maduro has you know a lot of body doubles. I remember hearing from uh, security guards that were guarding him during a conference. Uh, in Panama, just how ridiculous uh, his security measures are, uh, having a whole slew of security guards and fake limousines and fake Maduros out there running around. And obviously, when you uh, have so many people trying to, of course, uh, take him out, uh, of course, the, you know, you would understand that. But yeah, fake fake Molina is uh, trending and uh, some of the responses are just absolutely uh, ridiculous, Jason. Yeah, it looks uh, it looks uber ridiculous. You know, what? I don't even want to. <laughs> we're gonna end up talking about Alex Jones being Bill Hicks and Mark Dice being a lizard. I, I don't even want to get into fakery. it. What? MTV fakery. MTV fakery. I do want to thank some of our new members, Luke. Uh, <laughs> Zephyr eighty eight. Thank you so much, Allison Bruner. Thank you so much, and Jesse Wilson uh, Senior. Uh, he was actually in the chat. Said something uh, very nice about us. I said thanks, Jesse. And all, boom, we got a new member. So Jesse, uh, feel free to go check out the community over there. And there are some uh, secret links to some of the back uh, behind the scenes stuff in some other countries that Luke's been to, as well as uh, some David Ike stuff. And some Wham stuff. No, it's not George Michael in his early career. It's World Alternative Media, John Sigurdsson. Uh, <laughs> he gets so mad when I call him George Michael. He gets so mad. You, you, know, you don't need to call him George Michael. You know what you need to do. You got to get him some stonewashed 80s jeans that'll hug his butt and have, like, rips everywhere. And then you have to find, like, one of those three-quarters um, shirts, but not, like, just regular shirts. You know how it was, like, a sweatshirt? So it's like a three-quarters sweatshirt where you can kind of see your belly and it's got no sleeves. That's what you need. And, and, then he's, and then he's all set. A pair of 80 sunglasses with that, and he is wham. We're, of course, talking about George Michael. Sorry, I mean Josh Sigerson of World Alternative Media, which I also started calling uh, Winnipeg Weather Alternative Media. Uh, <laughs> Josh is great. He does good work. Uh, I bust his chops a lot. Uh, but uh, good guy overall. Check him out, World Alternative Media. Call him George Michael. Tell him Luke sent you, and uh, <laughs> all around uh, just a good time. We're supposed to be doing more behind-the-scenes video, but uh, George Michael seems to be too busy, but uh, <laughs> maybe now we could put some pressure on him and get some more uh, cryptocurrency videos out of him. We still have a whole, like, I think we still have 40 minutes of a David Icke interview that no one has seen uh, for the sponsors as well as other, as well as other content. Uh, we're going to be doing more stuff, of course. I mean, this week has been crazy, Jason. I mean, how many videos did we do? Um, let's see. Tuesdays when I signed back on with you, and we've averaged four videos a day since what? Since Wednesday, right? We talked about it Tuesday. We got one on Tuesday. We got four on Wednesday. That's five. We did four yesterday. Uh, that's nine. Then today we just put two more out. That's 11. And we're on the live stream now. So this is number 12. So uh, 12, but we'll be putting out hopefully three to four tomorrow. Well, not, I don't know what we're going to do on Monday, but there is that uh, doctor video. Uh, I forgot the gentleman. Uh, we were talking magnesium earlier. I know in an earlier interview he talked about magnesium. That's already we should up put there that on the sponsor wait. launch before we make that public. Uh, okay. We should put that on the the backup, uh, not the backup, but the, for for everyone else to see. All right. Well, it's also already uploaded, so we can always uh, just have a secret link. And then we do have four cuts, four more cuts, I believe, of Ike uh, talking about. I know that there's one on AI and transhumanism, one on George Soros, and uh, possibly another one that hasn't been out there because we released two. 
So I think yeah, there's you three can't more even say George Soros anymore. You can't even put him in titles or tags or descriptions automatically taken down. That's a whole another crazy element to. I mean, it hasn't been easy. It's like Jason. It's like literally walking a tightrope trying to be independent media now because, like you just mentioned, one thing. Uh, even uh, the the freaking uh, what is it called? The transcript gets picked up and gets set for videos. And if they catch keywords. Uh, like uh, George Sarasa, uh, <laughs> we should have keywords and uh, tr like tr translations on the side, what each code word means for what we're trying to actually talk about on the side. I think that's going to be the new element of, of trying to survive as independent media, which again, even this week, Jason, even this week, YouTube announced that they're going to be implementing more measures to fight fake news and conspiracy theories online again we know what those keywords mean and who uses them and what they use it for but youtube just made an announcement that they're going to be showing more cards fact check cards about uh controversial issues which of course include vaccines and that's a whole other issue you can't get into i'm going to try to get someone on and i think we're going to have to do an underground interview for one of our backup channels just about the vaccine issue because it's so hyperbolic people can't talk about it people are getting shut down facebook also announced this week they're shutting down pages who talk about vaccines so i think it's going to be good to again find a keyword we're going to literally need like paper or like a graphic on one side of the video being like, when we're talking about vaccines, we're going to call that apples. <laughs> when we're talking about George Soros, oranges. Uh, and then and then just change our dialectics to be able to talk about apples and oranges as openly and as freely as we can without the fear of Big Brother coming down and stomping uh, our existence uh, from the open, free, worldwide web that we all coexist in, which, as as we know, it's not. It's 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 another grid of control. <laughs> yeah, right over there to drop something. I my pen. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, there you saw it, folks. He dropped his pen. So um, with that, I am going to invite one caller to get in before we start going through the stories, which are going to be <clears throat> mainly Paris, obviously a lot of turmoil in Venezuela right now. Um, R. Kelly, we're going to catch on. The Jussie Smollett case continues. We got a whole lot of new news for you. The number is 607. Can we play, can we play that uh, before? We, uh, let's give out the number. Can we play that R. Kelly uh, clip? Which one? The, the the one with the Uno. Oh, you want the Uno clip? Where did you send that to me again? Is I'm sending that... it to you right now. Give yeah, out the phone number. I know you <laughs> sent it to me, but it wasn't in the thing. Uh, I'm like spit it because it's so hilarious. It's pretty ridiculous. But 607-542-9184. 607-542-9184. We're gonna take one, guys. So call on in if you want to see it. Okay, here is this it? I, I just sent it to you. Okay, here we go. Get ready to live. No, that's the woman. Oh, here it is. No. No, no, okay. I just sent you on Facebook. I got gotcha. you. Oh, Full here we go. It, life! Uh, this is... <laughs> I'm fighting for my life! Y'all killing me with this I can't help you! I <laughs> it's a cheap laugh with the Uno cards, but it is funny. That is not right. That's not okay. I disavow. <laughs> kind of funny. I, I don't disavow. Like memes, but that's I disavow. I, I keep watching it on replay. One more time, but one more time. <laughs> it's a plus four, though. You know, he's already got cards. He's got to pick four more up. That's rough. Uh, I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this. It's funny because it's true, but I, can't, it's, I disavow. It's not funny. It's inappropriate. I'm laughing because I play. I, I love playing Uno, and I always win. I never lose. I, I have the craziest, most insane luck always. I love playing against little kids and then plus flooring them, and then the reactions are pretty much similar. I got the giant <laughs> ones. Uh, I got the giant ones for the kids, so they're like bigger than their bodies. Basically, it's almost like the size of my chest too. Uh, Wait, after the cards, Christmas. the physical cards. Oh yeah, it's 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 like cartoonish, but they love Uno. Uh, I try not to get into play with them because then they're gonna want to play forever, and then they're very competitive and handsy with each other. Uh, you know, I try to play other things that I can kind of like get away or they get bored or frustrated with. That's puzzles and stuff like that. 
Yeah, that's true. Um, so should we just jump into this? Uh, let's the do story? it. I guess we we're not taking a call. Sorry, oh, guys. Hey. The phone doesn't work. Uh, wait, wait. Let's let's try right here one more time. Six zero seven five four two nine one eight four. First person in gets the call. What was the most popular video we did? Was it the R. Kelly one? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that okay. first R. Kelly. That one? was the most popular video we did this yeah, week. Yeah, it got its nuts. We did two, about two R. Kelly videos. <laughs> uh, I think both are demonetized now. No, one of them was like forty-one thousand, and then demonetized, and I think it's still stuck around that uh, level, right? That one's at, was at forty-one something before it got demonetized. Now it's at like forty-five k, and then one yeah, it was that we growing did the week really before. fast, and then demonetized. It's like, whoop. oh, we got a phone call. Yeah. Well, the one we did the week before got demonetized. It was it was monetized for like two weeks. And the one on the backup still monetized. You are live with Jason and Luke on We Are Change. What is your name and what story would you like to talk about? Hello, hello. My name is Joe Carr and I am a candidate for mayor of Kingsport, Tennessee. How are y'all doing today? Very good. It's nice to have a political candidate on the phone. So tell us about your platform, sir. Well, uh, I'm from... Well, Kingsport, Tennessee is a big industrial town. Okay. And um, between 2010 and 2014, there were 7,139 diagnosed cases of cancer in Sullivan and Hawkins County, which uh, the city of Kingsport encompasses. And we've got major pollution coming from the Eastman Chemical Company, the Domtar paper, the uh, Dupont, the Domtar, I mean, Domtar paper mill. I'm sorry, and the uh, Holston Army Ammunition Plant. And the Holston Army Ammunition Plant actually exploded in January of this year. So I'm trying to wake people up mm -hmm. before it's too late. So is and, this the um, platform that you're running on? Basically, you're going to clean this or, or try to clean the place up? Exactly, exactly. It's like the swamp in D.C., man. Everyone's connected to it. And, and there's a real shady healthcare merger going down um, between our healthcare system and the healthcare system in uh, nearby Johnson City. And they're actually going to downgrade the um, the trauma center here in Kingsport um, so that the only level one trauma center will be in Johnson City. So if there's an explosion at one of these industrial centers, uh, people will have to go 30 minutes away. And if someone is uh, chemically contaminated in an injury, they can't airlift them. So, you know, hope you don't get an arm blown off or something, you know. Oh, interesting. All right. So, sir, uh, one last question. What platform are you running on? Are you uh, running as an independent, a Republican, a Democrat? And where uh, can people Republican. find you? Uh, I, more of my beliefs align with Republican, but uh, and most people here vote Republican, so that helps as well. And But there's a big thing else, uh, else that you might be interested in that I want to get into. Um, in 2014, the Eastman Chemical Company, and I can send you this article. I was actually typing you up an email as I was uh, calling in. But in 2014, the Eastman Chemical Company bought a company that sent barrels of meth precursor into Mexico without knowing where it was uh, being sent to. And then um, there was an article, a separate article, that came out in the Daily Beast called The Forest Guardians Who Beat Back Mexico's Cartels. And Eastman is mentioned 36 times in that article because they were buying this stuff called rosin from... Knights Templar cartel controlled refineries in Mexico. So I'm thinking that they purchased this company that had a relationship with the cartel and that they continued that relationship. Listen, brother, uh, Joe Carr, check out his platform. Send, uh, send me that email at jasonisvoid at uh, yahoo.com. And I'm gonna check that out. Maybe we'll have you on as a guest. That's probably the most. Yeah. Yeah. What did you say? What did what did you say that email was? Jason is void. V O I D at yahoo.com. And uh, maybe we'll do a short segment. You had a lot of interesting things to say. I'm gonna look into you. Thank you so much for the call. That's the best caller I think we've had. Uh, very and well I spoken. I didn't hear a word he said. You missed it all. Oh, all of it. Man. I can hear it. Wow, uh, Luke. I wish you had heard that. So. Uh, just a recap for Luke. Uh, that's kind of funny. So this guy is uh, running for mayor in Tennessee, and uh, he was talking about industrial corruption and pollution in his area. He's running on the Republican ticket, seemed like more of an independent, but then he started talking about how one of the local area businesses was shipping down the precursor to meth into Mexico and it may be linked with the Knights Templar uh, sect of the cartels. Just so people know, we're not talking about, you know, the old Knights Templar conspiracies and things like that. They actually identify as the Knights Templar 
as the cartel. She, everybody should watch Cartel Land. It's an incredible uh, video. But that was a really insightful caller, Luke. Uh, I wish we would have more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, definitely stay connected with him and uh, see where uh, everything will go. I wish I could have heard him. Uh, but again, technical issues that we have to figure out. I'm looking at all the live streams you're doing. I think live streams are bad for the algorithm. Again, what we're trying to do here is uh, fix the algorithm in a way where uh, our view, views and videos are actually you know seen uh, by people. But as, as you were talking uh, with the guest, I'm like looking at all the numbers and all the numbers are pretty bad on the hour plus i don't see anyone else we, we, we talked about this maybe other people could add some insight in the comment section but i don't see anyone else really doing live streams tim pool used to do them mark dice used to do them um i think uh, the young turks used to do them i don't know if they're still doing them i don't see anything as well but i think uh, the algorithm hurts channels that do live streams now so i don't know we're also we also question everything since we're doing now four videos a day um if this is uh worth it if we should be doing this uh but we'd love to hear your feedback on all of this if you guys uh really appreciate the live show definitely let us know because uh again uh we have a lot of work ahead of us and i think the live streams may be uh shooting us uh in the foot somehow uh with the algorithm jason disagree but you know only the biggest guy on youtube other than PewDiePie is a live streamer joe rogan and then he stretches that out that's how i feel about it but yeah, but he goes on four hours and has like lennox lewis on uh well let's with, get uh, lennox come on <laughs> let's get some lennox, what, what lewis, we have on? lennox lewis with uh oh i saw it and i totally forgot Ru russell I, I, peters he, he, was, he was on the channel too peterson uh no no peterson pete it wasn't russell peters Russell Peters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, we also yeah. interviewed Russell Peters. He's a huge conspiracy theorist, not a not a conspiracy there, but he's a huge conspiracy junkie. Um, the, I think he was also a follower. Check out uh, Russell Peters. We are change. Did a great interview with him uh, a couple a couple years ago. Uh, really funny, really great guy. It was weird kind of seeing him with Lennox Lewis of all people. I only saw short clippets of it, uh, especially around the Mike Tyson bits, which are very interesting. But other than that. Um, haven't seen the, what was it? Three hour long pot. He does too long of podcasts, uh, that are sometimes hard to listen to, but you know, grade a stuff, especially with the Jack Dorsey, Tim pool stuff, I love uh, top notch stuff. I see, uh, I like and, and you know, you got to give credit all around to that situation. We haven't really talked about it, but let's give credit to Tim pool, Joe Rogan, and also Jack Dorsey, mm -hmm. because I don't see any other mega <laughs> manical, uh, technocrat going on shows and getting chewed out publicly uh for their misgressions now of course obviously still a lot of things wrong but uh let's give some credit at least him uh facing the music unlike so many other powerful uh tech ceos uh, all around a, a good thing yeah no i you know what tim tim pool is now like kind of a folk hero props to tim i've never met him in per person just seen him on the uh on the back of a live stream while you're around him uh, but he did a really good job. The only thing that I would say that I wish he would have brought up is um, the software that is enabled to pretty much listen to your phone all the time. That Twitter and all these other ones, it's, uh, let's see, it's ARC software, I believe. So ARC software, let's just bring this up for people to check out. All right, is that it? I did a huge video on it, and I can't even remember what it's called. I believe it is ARC software. People are saying Twitter went into damage control. Well, obviously, even after the whole Tim Pool uh, and the whole Joe Rogan episode, Twitter is still banning people for saying, learn to code. Uh, so if people still use that, they're still being temporarily banned from the platform, which is absolutely ridiculous. A lot of hypocrisy that it was exposed there, but they had to face the music, which is overall a good thing. And people realized a very important aspect about social media that, again, uh, social media is not social media. It's a controlled uh, monopoly of people allowing you to say certain things and then uh, hurting you and taking you down if you say things that they don't like or conflicts with their power structure that they coexist in. Uh, that's a huge reality that people need to wake up to because the revolution will not be in your timeline. It will not be in your newsfeed. It will not be recommended to you. It will not be notified to you. People need to realize that uh, anything revolutionary, anything counterculture, anything anti-establishment, that no, doesn't serve the interest of the people in power. Now, don't expect to see it. You're going to have to go out there, find it, do the hard work, and go out there and support 
physically, not only with your clicks and your attention, but also with your financial dollars, the independent media that you like and want to see continue exist. Because again, uh, we're a bare bones operation. We're barely surviving. We're doing everything we can, busting our butts to make it. Uh, and we're making it because of you. And holy cow, uh, we're only making it because of you. And that's a very important aspect. I cut you off, Jason, but go ahead. No, there it is right there. I'm glad because I was able to bring this up. So ACR, or Automated Content Recognition Software, okay? This is Alfonso. I did the video on Alfonso specifically because it is the uh, biggest developer of this software. But all your little apps, your little Twitters, your Facebooks, your Snapchats, your Subats, your Candy Crush, your Words with Friends, um, your TikTok, all of it uses this and this is how they get around saying they're spying on you and say instead of you know recording you and listening they're using what are they using automated content recognition it's basically the same technology that does uh speech to text so this is it folks go check it out no one and i wish i wished him had kind of grilled them a little bit on the ACR software angle, but no one when they when you had uh, Zuckerberg up before Congress, Parliament, no one ever talks about this, and it's a big issue because it's constantly yeah, yeah. gathering data. I still I still never had time to watch the full uh, Tim Pool Joe Rogan thing. I only watched like twenty minutes of it because I'm so busy running around. Uh, I don't think Tim Tim even mentioned when we had to escape Hamburg because of false reports calling us Nazis where I got physically assaulted, had to be in an ambulance by Antifa during Antifa's one of one of the biggest rallies of Antifa's history, uh, where they had 50,000 people in Hamburg, Germany, during the G20, where literally uh, they were sending targeted hit squads to go after us. Uh, absolutely uh, insane of how just it was weaponized. The photographer who took photos of us and said we were right-wing Nazis. He never got in trouble. Uh, he never got taken down, even though he lied, took photos of us, sent it out to Antifa through his public Twitter account, worked for a major media publication in Germany. Yeah, that guy, yeah, that's totally cool. You say learn to code to one of those journalists? Shut down. Absolutely ridiculous what's happening. But uh, regardless of that, let's continue on to the main story. Uh, if that's okay with you, Jason, yeah, unless yeah. you have anything else to say or interrupt, or if there's any spot, if there's any new members or super chats that we have to address. I don't believe so, sir. All right. Let's get into the main story because today we're going to be talking about the larger kind of resistance and protest movements that are happening all around the world. And to me, of course, the most major one, the most significant one is happening in Paris. It's significant because yet again, probably a lot of people are surprised like, holy cow, it's been 17 weeks now, 17 weeks, and there's still major protests happening all over France, all over their major cities. There's tear gas all across local areas. Yes. And people need to understand these are very violent protests where police officers many times are seen predominantly going after peaceful protesters while allowing violent factions of the protest to continue to do whatever they want. Since those protests have begun, five people have lost their hands, 22 people have lost an eyeball, and 100 people have been injured very seriously, with some even dying because of accidents during these larger movements. And as you know, we've been there on the ground seeing all of it unfold. There was even a person the last time I was there that was very close to me that literally lost his hands. There's photos showing people with no limbs because of these crazy, violent, repressive protests by, of course, Emmanuel Macron and the French government against the Yellow Vest protesters that want him out. But of course, you're not going to be hearing about that in the mainstream media. I haven't seen any talk about it on CNN, on Fox News, on MSNBC. No one is talking about it. And the people who I even follow as independent media don't even know it's still going on. 17 weeks, and by the view, by how many people are there, it might have dwindled a little bit, but the numbers are still huge. But this brings me to my next point, Venezuela, something that we hear about obsessively right now, not only on social media, but of course the big media companies. And the latest big story from Venezuela is that it was hit by a major blackout. They're having security uh, and electricity issues where accordingly, according to some sources, 22 states out of 23 in Venezuela have reached blackouts and no longer receive electricity. Now, of course, Maduro is the, the, the current 
Venezuelan president, is blaming this on, of course, international sabotage by the uh, <laughs> central prowls who are trying to take him down, when in reality, it's most likely due to mismaintenance and, of course, overheating of many important power plants in Venezuela that, of course, have not been kept up and have been very, very poorly managed, just like the rest of Venezuela with Maduro. Uh, and again, the Maduro government keeps making more mistakes as we hear of yet another journalist who was detained, investigated for treason, for espionage, and then, of course, later uh, released. But now we're hearing, even according to some generals, this is according to retired Brigadier General Anthony uh, Tata, he's saying that U.S. military intervention in Venezuela may begin very soon. Now, this is a very stunning, uh, important article because the possibilities of this happening are very, very real. Now, of course, they're doing this on the pretext of humanitarian intervention, and they're using these blackouts as a way to say, hey, we need to come in there and fix what's happening in there. And there are videos of uh, demonstrators protesting Maduro, supporting the self-proclaimed Juan Guaido interim president. There are demonstrations showing support for him, but also at the same time, what you're not seeing mainly on the bigger mainstream media is that there's also demonstrations of uh, police officers and pro-Maduro uh, regime protesters supporting the current administration of that government. But it still doesn't stop our Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, former CIA guy, by the way, who just tweeted, no food, no medicine, now, no power, next, no Maduro. Again, absolute incredulous post by the former CIA head calling for not only regime change, but just totally ousting someone who is supported by factions of the people that are living there based on supposed human humanitarian needs and i call hooey that's bull crap as of course we have the crisis in yemen which of course is in large part because of the u.s coalition bombing and destroying that area we also have another humanitarian situation unfolding in, of course gaza and of course palestine and we're supposed to believe these people who again most of them are the same people who lied about iran Vietnam, Chile, Iraq, Afghanistan, Iraq again, Libya, Syria, that this time for sure it's a good cause to get into Venezuela when, of course, Venezuela also has a huge oil reserve and huge interest geopolitically to Russia and China, our bigger petrodollar enemies. Yes, we're doing this for humanitarian purposes, which is absolute hooey. The situation on the ground is far more complex. There's supporters for the interim president. There's supporters for Maduro. But ultimately, you are not getting the truth. You're getting straight up disinformation, propaganda about this larger issue that, again, doesn't have a good side. There's no clear side to take on this. Both sides are bad. Maduro, bad. U.S. intervention, bad. People need to realize the facts of this case matter more than the bipartisanness of trying to cause more war, more conflict, more human suffering, which will happen if the United States gets involved. Will they? This general thinks that it may happen. I see this going uh, the opposite way because the support... And the level of push for this, I believe, is declining. And I think Venezuela will keep its current president that it has for some time now, who is only emboldened and is becoming more powerful, mainly because of the opposition against him. That's what I see it. Jason, how do you see it? Well, I got to tell you, Luke, uh, I think there may be a reason to be suspicious uh, with this blackout. That being said, I don't think it's necessarily the United States. Obviously, uh, they are in opposition when they're saying, hey, we're going to starve your people out. Hey, no big deal. When yeah, I and see another thing, Jason, people don't realize a lot of the food and medicine that doesn't come in there doesn't come in there because of U.S. sanctions. And another part of massive mismanagement and the horrible, inept socialist government of Mandaro. Both are true. Both need to realize that. Sorry. Go no, ahead. No, you're absolutely right. See, it's not it's not, you know, a one-sided coin here. It's not like Maduro's good, but Luke, I don't know if you saw Max Blumenthal actually going to a supermarket there and he talked about, look, there's real inflation here. That's a real thing. But I can get soap, you know, I can get this, I can get that. There are barrios, you know, there are 
areas that are terrible. They're filthy. They're not where you want to be. And it's pretty easy for our media to go and focus on those areas and then draw so much fervor from uneducated citizens that we need to go save the Venezuelans, Luke. It's, it's time. We're going to liberate them. We're going to liberate them just like we liberated those Africans and those Iraqis and those Afghanis. We're the liberators. Woo-hoo! Imagine if North Korea went down to uh, Los Angeles, to California, down to Skid Row and started filming. Look at the current situation that Americans have to live under. Send it back to North Korea being like, look, we have to save and liberate these people. The people in North Korea, without knowing the difference, would probably be like, yeah, yeah, we should do that. Uh, and obviously, uh, Skid Row, what, was it typhoid that just came back there or typhus that just came back there? That, that, well, uh, Skid Row is more uh, along the lines, I think, of Los Angeles. What you're referring to is Northern California. You're talking about... Uh... Up no, I'm not San talking Francisco. about the poop hole that is known as San Francisco. I'm talking about <laughs> Skid Row in Los Angeles. Is 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 the typhus back in in uh, L.A.? It's in Los Angeles. Yes, it's in Los Angeles. Well, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely shimmy, incredible shimmy story. But again, you can frame no things, idea. and with editorializing, you could sell any story. They're trying to sell you a story of war, and that's a wrong story that won't fix this problem, and it will only make the situation worse. That's my take on it. Let me know what you guys think in the comments. And uh, that's going to be one of our monologue videos, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll throw that right, right up there. In fact, we did get a couple super chats. Uh, and here's a new one. Thanks so much, Chris uh, Primer. We'll get to you in a second. Uh, Small Axe Media, thanks for the 10 spot, my friend. We do appreciate it. Bart Sabolski, $2, says, Nationwide blackouts now? Come on, Luke. I'm not sure whether he's saying that that's Maduro's fault or he does think it's covert. Um, yeah, I'm saying that there's reports that I'm looking right now. They're saying 22 out of the 23 states in Venezuela uh, have uh, have had 44 hours of blackout. That's one uh, you know piece of information that we're getting out there. But again, the, uh, there's so much disinformation that again, this is why I said we're getting some reports saying this because again, we have to clarify. There's so much disinformation. Information is weaponized uh, in this case. For uh, a very large case, the person who sent out this information, I trust. But again, I could be wrong. Anyone could be wrong. Uh, and it's always important to uh, be open to that possibility of being like, hey, uh, these people, my sources, the, the information I was looking at wasn't correct. Uh, and I think that's important to do in all cases, in all stories that everyone covers. So uh, the uh, super chat 10 spot from Chris Primer. Thank you so much, Chris. Um, it's a pretty funny one. My sources say Donald Trump will invade Venezuela for Maduro's secret empanada recipe. The oil is a plus. Apparently, that is a really good empanada recipe, Luke. Maduro really does love his empanadas. Did you see him eating empanadas during the national address? I missed it. I missed it. Oh, God. It was it was cringy. Like, he's literally, like, like snuck one underneath the post. Like, he's, he's giving the national address, and then out of nowhere, he's just shoving empanadas in his mouth as fast as he can. Meanwhile, legitimately, yeah, there are people struggling with the hyperinflation and can't even buy food and support themselves. That's real. That's that's an aspect, an element of it that I saw on the ground personally myself in Caracas. And yes, the people I talked to, the people that I saw have been struggling tremendously and they don't need to. Uh, so, yeah, that's another aspect here that I think is worth noting and important to say. So, yeah, uh, I think that's all the Super Chats. Uh, we also have uh, breaking news, trending news with Eric Prince happening right now. The former uh, Blackwater CEO head. And now it's not called Blackwater. Now it's called something else. Jason, do you want to fill us in on what's the latest information with Eric Prince? Yeah, you know, I, actually, Luke, the crazy thing about this is that it's not really breaking news. It took a couple days for people to sift through this. Al Jazeera does this sit down, this 49, 50 minute sit down with a largely Arab audience and an Arab, uh, I don't know much about this guy, but Mahedi Hassan, I'm probably butchering your name and I'm very sorry, but boy, I watched just little pieces of it. When I first saw it, he basically was pressing Prince on how he thought about the people he was so-called liberating. You know, Blackwater was there alongside the United States of America, Luke, and the coalition, and they were here to liberate those Iraqis. And he pulled up an excerpt where Prince basically said, you know, he often thought to himself, 
You know, why are we wasting our times liberating these barbarians? And, you know, Prince tried to slip out of the comment. You guys can watch the full thing. The full thing is out there on Al Jazeera, and then there's bits and pieces. And he said, well, I, you know, I was kind of talking about the terrorists and that element and yada, yada, yada. He, he, he doesn't care about the terrorists, folks. He cares about the almighty dollar. This is a guy who was brought up through the U.S. military-industrial complex and then backed to have the number one mercenary group during the war on terror when we were all in color-coded hell. When they would tell you what level we were at. Uh-oh, we're at orange. We better, we better back up, Luke. We were at orange, and the terror threat is real, and Al-Qaeda is around the corner. And then they had such a bad reputation, such a bad reputation, they had to change their name to many a thing. XE Services. What was the last one? I forget. It wasn't XE Services, but they changed it. And now they're bringing the Blackwater name back. They're bringing the brand back. And while he was bringing the brand back, he was meeting with Donald Trump. And that's a real deal thing, guys. He's meeting with Trump, and what's he doing with Trump? Well, he's trying to sell privatized military in the Middle East. Because Trump promised his base, you and me, that we'd be getting out of Syria. We'd be getting out of Afghanistan. We'd be getting out of Iraq. Hasn't happened yet. But it feels more and more like he was trying to transition those things. It wasn't just about getting out, but transition into PMGs or private military groups. So, the headlines today are that he set up a meeting in Trump Tower with these power players. Now, they're going to play Russia! Russia collusion! You lied! You lied to Congress, Eric Prince. But really, the more interesting thing to me, because... You'd have to be naive if you don't understand that Prince is not a good person, that Donald Trump is dealing with not good people, and that the military-industrial complex is going to have their way one way or another, that one of the guys he's dealing with, and props to Hassan for saying this, Luke, was a known pedophile. He brings it up. <laughs> he brings up the aspect that one of these power players that Trump's meeting with those should be the headlines. No, they're not. It's Eric Prince lied to Congress. Because they're not really worried about Russia. They're saying, hey, let's get him on a perjury charge and let's see if he'll roll on Trump or one of his associates so they'll roll on Trump. Because I, I truly believe, Luke, um, you know, this is an ending. They, they don't have anything and they are trying to forego the process of the Mueller investigation coming to a close. That, that's how I feel about it. What do you think? I think that's, a, that's not far from the imagination. That's not a stretch there at all, especially with the way things are going and everyone saying, hey, uh, you're, you're not going to get any Russian collusion charges here. And again, we've been saying that from the very onset, even before there was an investigation. As soon as Donald Trump was elected president, we heard this talk, which was mainly an attack against alternative media, independent media, and of course, people on social media who got Donald Trump elected with, of course, information that they couldn't get get on the mainstream media that, of course, many people don't trust and they still don't trust. Uh, important elements to understand here with uh, Blackwater, you know, he's behind, uh, Eric Prince is behind one of the largest kind of private military contractors out there that are immune from law. They have been becoming more of an integral, important part of U.S. military operations. And again, uh, it, it doesn't surprise me that Eric Prince is playing such a prominent role since there's many reports of him even attending uh, Bilderberg. Uh, the secretive, elusive meeting of many top world heads. And it only makes sense, especially with the way Trump has been acting recently, uh, stopping the reporting of uh, drone strikes that kill innocent civilians from the public knowing, from, from even that being reported and seen by the general public. Uh, and now it only makes sense that a lot of the people are going to be replaced by uh, these contractors. And this does seem like a great kind of distraction against this Russian collusion, which, again, doesn't exist. Geopolitically, look at the greater picture. Donald Trump sold lethal weapons to Ukraine, something Barack Obama was too afraid to do because he knew it would anger the Russians. Geopolitically, look at the larger picture unfolding with Iran, with Syria, with Israel. Russia is pissed. 
Russia's not happy. Russia's even talking about new weapons that they are building to combat and directly go against the United States, which they say and see as a threat. That's the bigger issue here that, of course, a lot of people don't want to conveniently talk about because they're still living in this Russian paranoia delusion that makes no sense at all. Well, Luke, that's you my know, take on it. Yeah. Well, I want to, I just, before, before we get into full takes, I just want to say how this really comes into the play of how we're not ever leaving Syria. Okay. We've been hearing about how, hey, we got to go. We got to go. They're almost gone. Um, you know, when Russia first got involved, they took out a huge number of ISIS fighters, right? Well, now the latest spin here, Luke. The Daily Mail and others are reporting, oh, there's thousands of ISIS people. The caliphate is real. We didn't know where they were. They're underground. I'm not even kidding you. Look at this. Look at this headline. There will be what blood. What are they, ants? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and just the propaganda that they're trying to say there are thousands of underground ISIS fighters in these encampments is, is ridiculous. Tens of thousands of dust-covered women, children, and men have been streamed out of the ragged tent encampment. Now, that's real. But then, <laughs> but then they start saying that there's this whole caliphate that nobody knew about. Dude, I don't know what to say. I, I would just want out of these wars. We need to get out. Yeah. Yeah, unrepentant, unbroken, and radicalized is what uh, the U.S. <laughs> Central Command is uh, warning them. And people need to understand, uh, a lot of these U.S. interventions create more terrorism. It's the theory of blowback. It's an official theory uh, that uh, people like uh, statement Ron Paul officially talked about and were criticized, but makes perfect sense when you look at what's happening here. Because again, when you just come into a ter territory, bomb people, sometimes innocent civilians, the impact of those innocent civilians being killed is people being uh, radicalized and joining radical elements. We talked about this and documented how this is happening directly in Somalia, where during a, fa a failed U.S. raid, innocent people were killed. One of the family members that we talked to that lost uh, over a dozen members of his family talked about how a lot of his kids, a lot of his other family members, he has to stop from joining Al-Shabaab in Somalia because of their search for ven vengeance after their moms, their aunts, their cousins were murdered by a raid that was done for the wrong purposes or was illegal. And the U.S. tried to cover up because innocent civilians were killed. And then it's a rinse, repeat copy. And we interviewed a poor guy, lost a lot of his family members. And his main mission is, hey, stop joining the other side. The other side is just as bad. Um, and that was one of his main missions and, and, you know, talking to that guy, you know, changed my perspective on a lot of these bigger issues and people need to understand we're only making it worse with our intervention and people could say, no, we need to finish the job. No, we need to, but we've been saying that for years and decades and it's always a pack of lies and the job is never going to be done when the job is creating more of that problem. The war on terrorism creates more terrorism. The war on drugs creates more drugs. Anything that the government declares war on multiplies and expands because it's a business operation that is meant for profit, not to do the morally right thing, because that's not what governments do. That's not what gangs do. That's not what power structures do. And that's why there should be no government, Jason. <laughs> I was up. See, you know what? Uh, I'm going to cut that right before. That'll be a good little monologue video with the, with the whole Eric Prince thing. But we'll cut it before you say that there should be no government because we, we don't want to. There should be no government. Oh, boy. I, I just want to pop to another story. I think you, you ran with it there. Uh, guys, if you if you see it a different way, if you see Eric Prince as the savior of the universe, if you think he's a great guy, if you think we need to stay in Syria and Afghanistan and Iraq, hit us in the comments. But I want to I want to I want to go to the next. I have a, I have an important story I need to share. Well, let's hear it. Uh, I, I just sent it to you. Uh, this is by CBC. Is this the hipster thing? Is this a very important uh, breaking news story? <laughs> Please tell me this is that stupid. Yes. Uh, so I'd already seen this. I'm ashamed that you sent this, but it's not parody. It's a it's very, not... very important story, Jason. It's not the onion. You can't see all here. We'll just go to the news. It's it's the CBC. It's the Canadian <laughs> broadcasting company. I think that's, that's what they're called. I think they're state funded. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, love the headline here. 
Uh, do you want do you want to you want to get this one or should I? I guess I have to because you're making me man angry. His photo was used to prove all hipsters look alike. Then learns it wasn't him. <laughs> and when when uh, when I saw this, uh, one of my fraternity brothers had posted an older guy, and he said this is not an Onion article. And I said I didn't need to read beyond the headline, and I hashtagged it. Luke, are you ready? Journalism yeah. is dead. <laughs> because, look, I get it. It's funny. But this should be something that... See, this is the kind of news that uh, I believe that uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon... No, and, they don't talk about that. They just talk about Dumpf and uh, Orange Man Bad and literally repeat the same talking points. This is not what they talk about. Like, like I would give them props if they were talking about this. Literally, you have to ask yourself a question. When all the late-night TV show uh, people have the same talking points and the same lame jokes, there's something going on here. It's weird, man. Um, but I would give them credit if they had this on. They don't. They don't do that anymore. No, they don't. They should jump on this story because it is the kind of story that is kind of, I can't believe you just sent me that. I, again, I, this was days ago. I saw it. It's in and out. You, you're very meme related. You love the memes. Yeah, man. You got to get with the times. Uh, oh, you know? dude. I just got a text from one of my frat brothers. I haven't seen him maybe eight years. Says he's in town. He's probably at, uh, there's a big drinking thing going on downtown. Omegang. Snowmagang. If you don't know about Brewery Omegang, one of the best breweries in the world. Uh, I can't talk him up enough. They have the Game of Thrones line of beer. Uh, many a friend has worked there, and I've worked with many a person there as I also ran a bar for a little while. But we're going to get I disavow most beers have fluoride in it, and it calcifies your pineal gland. Uh, but that's okay. Jason has a different opinion. And in different other news. We got chat, which I think uh, brings into more of this debate, Jason. R. Kelly will do more than calcify your pineal gland <laughs> if you that's let him. Bad. So on that's Friday. And I never wanted to hear. <laughs> On Friday, um, Kelly, he uh, apparently they they aired like an hour long special. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know what's out there. I've just seen little little bits and pieces. But he got out of jail today, Luke. Um, somebody, R. Kelly? Paid, somebody paid the hundred and sixty grand for his kids. I'm glad they did. It sucks that that person's gonna get taken for a ride. But obviously, he has a harem of brainwashed morons around him. And uh, I really just want to see him in prison. We know that the Detroit case is up there. And lo and behold, he was in the same jail as Jussie Smollett, who's just been hit with 16 counts, a 16-count felony indictment where he could spend, what is it, up to 36, or is it 40 years in prison? It's, it's something ridiculous. Um, 48 years. And a possible fine of four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, there's a meme. There's a meme that I saw. It was Bill Cosby sitting in jail with a with a <laughs> with with the sad face. I saw it saying saying with the with the with the caption when you just won uh, the talent contest at your jail, but then uh, <laughs> R. Kelly and Jesse Smollett are <laughs> are coming very soon. Uh, it was pretty funny. But I'm sorry. Okay, let's continue. Sixteen charges. That's a lot of charges against uh, Smollett there. I'm glad they're going after him. I don't think he should do 48 years. I, I wouldn't mind a five to 10 year sentence. Hey, I think the public shame and the destruction that he has done to his career is, I mean, I don't believe in jail. Let's talk about this. I mean, R. Kelly damaged human being. If our society was different and had a way to deal with trauma and to talk about things, the situation would be totally different. But putting someone in a cage, creating more psychological, emotional abuse usually creates bigger monsters. That's how our jail system is meant to be. Just like our war on terror creates more terror, our jail system creates more jail and more suffering. Just like drugs, you know, you make drugs pro, you know, uh, prohibited. You don't allow people to take drugs. People usually end up taking drugs because of pain, because of suffering. What do you do? As a system, our system makes them have more pain and more suffering in jail, which, of course, makes them bigger addicts. Same with criminals, makes them bigger criminals. Uh, so there definitely needs to be a realignment in our society. Definitely needs to get you know things right. He's a horrible monster, deserves to be punished. R. Kelly Smoulet, also horrible monster, uh, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, there does need to be some repercussions. Whether it's it's right, forty eight years is a lot of years, and I think that's 
pushing it. And I think the, the, the prosecution knows what they're doing. They're trying to make an example out of him. He's probably going to plea down to a lesser sentence. But, uh, I don't, you know, that's a whole other discussion that we could get into that you probably disagree with, uh, Jason. But uh, that's I'll just say this, me Luke, talking I don't for think, myself. I don't think you're far off. I don't think he's going to get 48 years. What I don't really love is that his lawyer said he's the victim of a media lynching. In a desperate oh, attempt to make headlines. Um, no, your client was a person that tried to manipulate and successfully did the um, celebritard media, the sensationalist media, the fake news media that rode the sweaty nuts of Jesse Molet with or without bleach. They wrote him, yeah, baby. Literally, yeah, yeah, literally, right before we got on the show, I was telling you, I was watching this video of all the compilations, and it's absolutely ridiculous. By the way, Jason, let's save that clip because we're going to probably use it for later. Uh, but yeah. the compilation of people promoting the Jesse Smollett thing and the emotions behind it and the propaganda behind it is awful. Absolutely shocking just to see it in context. Uh, it, it begins with the video. I, I, I sent you a link right before we went live. Let's try to cut it up, edit it. Uh, maybe even put it as a separate, it's just a compilation of all the news things. Maybe put it as a separate kind of Twitter video or Facebook video. Maybe I could even do that. Uh, but, uh, absolutely, you know, the media has to be held responsible here, just like he is. Um, you know, the people who allowed this, who knowingly lied and pushed this, uh, again, so many fakes out there, the, the covenant kids, the Smulet case, letting R Kelly off the hook for like 15 years. As a media organization, you have to have responsibility. Uh, you have a huge power in your hand to decipher information and to select and choose what people should know and who should be held accountable. If you're not holding the people who are most powerful, who are doing the most abuse, who are just outright lying and fooling people accountable, you're as big of a criminal as they are, I think, in my book. And that's, again, my own personal opinion. Uh, but that's what, you know, that's kind of the main motivation to why we do what we do here at We Are Change. Uh, we're fully independent. We're sponsored by your donations, uh, your support, uh, you guys buying T-shirts, you guys becoming members, getting some of our behind the scenes access stuff. And if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here and we're held accountable by you. So uh, I always appreciate even the critical comments. I always appreciate the pointed comments. I always appreciate all of you guys who are always here uh, with us. And uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, anything else you want to say, Jason? I think we're over an hour now. Yeah, we are. And I just want to say to the final super chat, Texas Millennial, and I know you super chatted last week. I, I remember these things, TM. Uh, off topic, what is the, the, the view of we are change in regards to anarchy versus minarchy? And I'm just going to say this because I don't want to get into a long discussion because I want to get rid of the uh, children I've been watching all day next door. I want to eat some Brooks chicken, watch some UFC fights. Big fights tonight, guys. Uh, I have Santos knocking them out. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, listen, Santos has looked great. I'm not going to take anything away from him. One of my favorite fighters. Yeah, balls guys going down. It's tough to get Derek Lewis out of there. I really think it could be a Derek Lewis Volkov type fight where Derek takes a piss pounding and just catches him with a right. I could be wrong. Uh, that's not something you should gamble on. Texas Millennial, I'll say this. I'm much more of a constitutional republic guy, a checks and balances guy, a states rights guy. A minarchist in many ways because we are way overblown and bloated. We were in the 60s. Luke yeah. is going to tell you about fairy tales and unicorns. And uh, no, don't tell me about the fairy tales. I'm talking about the reality of the situation <laughs> that was caused that you can't see because the government created and brainwashed you with their government education systems when they took over your brain and made you dependent on letting someone have power over you. Sorry, I'm going over my help. I am more of a contrarian more than anything else. I love the ideas and principles of anarchy. I think anarchy is not perfect, but I think it's it's something we should entertain and strive for. Is it a reality that we could all face? I think now in our current state, no, but it's it should be on a path that should lead us down to self-development, self-responsibility, and understanding that it's only you in this life that is responsible for you and your life only. Uh, and as long as you don't hurt anyone, going down a path of uh, individualism, of decentralization, of liberty, of the pursuit of happiness down your own path is the best way to experience this short existence that we have on this little blue dot. That's going to be controversial too. Holy crap, all the flat earthers are going to come after me now. <laughs> you can't say anything without offending anyone. And I believe we're supposed to challenge, question 
everything. That's why I, I believe I'm more of a contrarian. I do like to play up the anarchist ideas because, again, I think the, those are the ideas that we should uh, move toward, forwards to that make the most amount of sense. Uh, again, allowing someone to do something for you, you're, just look how it's turned out. Look how it turned out throughout human history. Um, human history is riddled with a democide. If you don't know what democide is, Google democide. Human history is riddled with people taking advantage of other people, screwing other people over under this fairy tale idea, Jason, of government. Well, I'll say this. We got another super chat. Mighty Mushroom, $5 super chat with great power. Uh, should come great responsibility. Currently, those values are not aligned. I agree, but they never will be. There will be a constant struggle of responsibility. Thank you, Mighty Mushrooms. I think that, that backs up the claim that I'm making here, Jason. And I thank everybody for coming out this Sunday. I want to remind <laughs> you that we got a backup channel. power. No one should have power over you. Hey, that we have a backup channel called Pulse Change. Uh, we're backup currently doing a lot of videos over there. Individual. We got some great T-shirts. And uh, please hit the like, share, subscribe, get those notifications or you won't know when the video is coming out. And please, guys, just spread the word. The more you spread our videos, the more you support us just that way, um, the more we're able to do this, the more content we can bring you and the more conversations like the one we just had, uh, we can have with all of you guys. I like the yeah. live streams. Uh, we'll see if they stick around. But we're, we're doubling, tripling, and quadrupling down on the content, Luke. Yeah, we're busting our butt. Literally, what, what, what do we do? Like 40 videos? Feels like 40 videos. Way too much video. No, not 40. 30. Maybe. I don't know. We've done too much. Uh, but we're going to do more for you because, again, we have a big responsibility. We're taking it seriously. And your support, your super chats, your memberships, your donations, your cryptocurrency mean the world to us. Just go to wearechange.org forward slash donate. And don't forget to vote with your dollar. Jason, thank you for uh, being on the show with me, arguing with me. I always appreciate the dialogue. I always appreciate the sharpening of the intellectual blade that uh, always happens here on this live show. It's always fun and entertaining. And I hope you guys find fun and entertaining. Uh, Derek Lewis or Dos Santos. I'm saying again, uh, Dos Santos is winning. That's another super chat by Jesse Schmidt. Uh, Jason has Derek Lewis. Thank you, Jesse. You're also awesome. Really appreciate you very much and appreciate all you amazing human beings who are part of this independent media venture. Stay tuned for more here on youtube.com forward slash we are change.